Welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast, a podcast that is not about gardening or growing marijuana. The Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast is a show about how to get through life while living in radical faith and full submission to God. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm sure glad you're here. New episodes of the podcast drop every Friday. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things. Head over to the website to read our blog, which comes out every other Monday, blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. On the website, be sure you subscribe to our newsletter, and there, download your free art print. There's also a spot to send me a message with any prayer requests, questions, or ideas for a new episode that you would like to hear about. Thanks for joining us. Now on to the show. Hey guys, Connie here. Welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. I hope you're doing well. Today I just wanted to kind of give an encouraging message, recapping some of the stuff we've talked about in the recent past here, but I've just been making some pretty big headway in my uh, counseling sessions, uh, doing a type of therapy called EMDR. And that is, um, stands for Eye Movement Reprocessing and Desensitization Therapy. And essentially, it's a type of therapy that helps you work through past trauma. And for those of you that know anything about me, I have a lot of past trauma. And so I kind of wanted to address that again and just kind of share what I'm learning about the Lord as I am addressing things from my past that are very painful, that has been very painful for a majority of my life, especially from the time that I experienced them, which some of them were back in, you know, early childhood and others just a few years ago. But when you face something that's very hard or very painful and you may not even be aware of it at the time um, but a bad relationship or someone that you love saying something to you that breaks your heart and you find yourself kind of attaching truth to that and making it something that you believe about yourself and then it becomes this struggle that you're struggling with day in and day out And it can be something as um, simple as I'm not good enough. I don't, you know, I don't have any value. Or it can be something like I deserve all of this. I'm a loser, you know. And so it's these mindsets that we get into that are based out of something terrible that's happened. But our brain and our spirit at the time that it happens, don't know what to do with it. And so we take it on ourselves as truth. And then we begin to live in this struggle and this battle every day. And everywhere we go in certain situations are more painful than others. And I have had many different therapists. And why is that? I've had many different therapists because you don't always find a connection with one. And as painful as it is to go to a counselor and to start, you know, telling all of your, all of your secrets and all of your, your stuff, and then to find out that there's not a connection and to leave and to try to do that again, you know, that, that is very hard. And 
you know, it makes you feel like, well, this isn't worth doing. It doesn't work. It's stupid. You know, people are all just jerks. None of them are trustworthy. But when you just continue, I think that's one of the biggest things that we don't like to do. We don't like to continue because it is hard. And we think somewhere inside of ourselves that healing is supposed to be this miracle that God gives us. It's supposed to be instantaneous and it's supposed to be easy. And none of us would say that, but I think that we really do think that. And then when we meet up with opposition along our pathway to healing, we decide it isn't worth it. It's never going to change. And, um, you know, uh, this is stupid, so I'm not going to do it. And we quit. And I want to talk about number of things, but just to start with, you have to keep going. I think that people don't understand that God is a God who heals, but he does not most of the time. Now, sometimes he does, but most of the time, as it says in Isaiah 43, verse 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you go through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be consumed by it. So it is telling us God's word does not say that when we suffer something that shouldn't have happened and we're traumatized or we're, you know, we're dealing with something or we get into an addiction and then we believe that God is going to heal us, then we're healed. And so we can't give up. God does heal, but it takes time. It takes time and it's very, 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 very hard work. So his word is saying, when you go through the waters, when you go through the rivers, and when you walk through the fire. So all of those things happen in our lives, and they happen when we're trying to be healed. And so what I've learned is healing is is this this multifaceted thing. Healing is beautiful because God doesn't just restore your physical body and your physical mind as you're going along healing. His main purpose, I believe, is to restore your spiritual self, your yourself that that can know him, that can love him, and that can see him working. And that is really the biggest thing that I have seen that I've been able to grasp. For instance, in my last um, session, working through a trauma that was very, very painful. And at the end of it, I was able to see in a way that I have never been able to see in my life. And I've been carrying this trauma around for years upon years. And I've prayed. I want you to hear this. I prayed for years and years and years that the Lord would deliver me. I prayed for years and years and years that he would help me to be able to process this and to think about it in a right way so that I wasn't trapped all the time in the fear and in the in the insecurity surrounding this trauma. And friends, it wasn't until very recently 
that I experienced that healing and I prayed for years. And so it could be said, well, why would you have done it at all? Or you could choose to step out in faith and to believe that this was the Lord taking me through the waters and through the rivers and through the fire for the purpose, not only of my mental health, but of my spiritual health. And why did he do it? Because he loves me. And when we get this instantaneous miracle, we don't get the beauty of the process because God is in the process. And when you get to experience God in your process, in your everyday pain and your everyday struggle, then you begin to be able to format this cemented idea that not only is he real and not only is he all powerful, but he cares about you. And you see this beautiful, intricately woven tapestry of your life where he is in control of every detail and every thread of everything that happens to you. He doesn't spare you from everything, but he is leading you through the waters. He is bringing you through the fire so that he can put in you the complete knowledge and understanding and trust in who he is, where you can be secure and firm and who the God of the universe is to you. So that when that next thing happens, you're stronger and you can minister to other people because that is what life is all about. Scripture says, man is born for trouble as sparks fly upward. We are supposed to suffer on this earth because of the sin that happened in the Garden of Eden. And sin... It continues to multiply and to get worse. It doesn't go away until Jesus comes back and makes everything right. And so having this firm and established relationship with the Lord, it makes life worth living and it takes the power away to some extent of the terribleness that we face and the hardships that we endure because as we know the Lord, then we see him working. We can trust his process and we can trust that there is a purpose in anything that we go through. Another scripture I want to read you is Isaiah 42:16, and it says, I will lead the blind in a way that they do not know. In paths that they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, and I will turn the rough places into level ground. These are the things that I do, and I do not forsake them. So to kind of chop that up a little bit, it's not referring to actually blind people. No, this verse is referring to people that can very much see, but they can't see the Lord. And they can't trust him. And they struggle with every little thing that comes their way. And this is saying, I lead them. I lead people that don't know me, that don't trust me, that don't have a firm foundation in who I am. And how do I get them to know that I'm God and that I love them? I lead them in a way they don't know. 
Well, that's kind of contradictory to what we would think. We would think that if we don't know somebody, they should lead us in a way that we do know so that we can have a better understanding because it's safe and it's secure. But God says, I will lead the blind, the ones that don't have strong trust in me. I am going to lead them in a way that they don't know. I'm going to take them in paths that they haven't known, and I am going to guide them. And it's through that darkness that they are going to see light. It's through the rough places that they are going to find the level ground that I provide. And the statement, these are the things that I do, the magnitude of that. This is the Lord God saying, it's simple for me. I can bring change I can do anything, I can heal anything, I can walk you through anything. That is what I do. It's kind of like a basketball player saying, winning, it's what I do. This is the Lord saying to you, I am the master of moving you from darkness into light. This is what I do. You have nothing to be afraid of. So what you need to focus on today is whatever area in your life that is causing you pain, that is causing you torment, that is causing you to doubt, you need to understand that that is not the enemy. That that problem that you are facing, that struggle, that addiction, that sin, that terrible situation, that terrible relationship, that is the thing that God is going to lead you through It's good. The thing that's the enemy is you not being willing to be led by God. I'm not saying that your situation is good. I'm saying that it will be used for good by God because that is what he does. And if you've been praying for years, keep praying. If you've been waiting for years, Keep waiting because God is a God that leads us through the waters and through the rivers and through the fire and he loves you and there is a purpose and when you trust in him and in his process, you are going to see him very clearly moving in everything that has ever happened to you. And just as we say that people you know, are made up of their experiences and their, you know, the things that they you know, practice and that they do. You are you because of what you've suffered as well. Your suffering is different than other people's suffering and it's precious before the Lord. And if you hold on and you refuse to give up and you keep praying, you are going to get where he wants you to go and where he wants you to go is a place that is light with level ground. It is a place where you are able to see and experience the God of the universe in a very real and powerful and firm way. Friend, be of good cheer this holiday season. Know that you don't have to strive. You don't have to try. You can just be It is okay to just be. Have a good Christmas. Spend some time thinking about God's faithfulness. Spend some time in prayer. Spend some time just sitting 
and relaxing. I pray great blessings for you. Please share this podcast, like and subscribe to it, and also be sure to share the YouTube channel with your family and friends. We have a great episode that just came out this past Monday talking about fear and depression on Lost and Live. It's just a it's just a good, encouraging place to find um, just hope and to feel like you belong. These this podcast and this YouTube channel is all in an effort to bring people that feel like there's not a place for them to be able to bring them in and just to feel like, yeah, there's a place for you just as you are. God loves you. And not only that, there's hope. So be sure to spread the word about the Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things YouTube channel as well. We're also doing a giveaway. If we, for the first video on the YouTube channel that receives 500 views on the the person that's the 500th viewer, I'm going to send a $30 Visa gift card to, or when we reach 100 subscribers on the YouTube channel, I will send the 100th subscriber a $30 Visa gift card, whichever comes first. So there is an incentive to go and subscribe and listen. And um, I will see you guys next Friday. Do go over to the blog at blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings and share any prayer requests you have. Like I said, I'm not really a big writer, so I haven't put out a blog as often as I should have. But, you know, to each his own. I love talking. I love podcasting. So this is kind of where my heart is. But anyway, you can reach me through the Contact Me page on my website, blog.weedseedsandbeautifulthings.com. Have a great day, and I'll see you next week.